and, and God is positioning you for awesome outcomes in your life. And every day of your waking up, God wants you to, to know that. God wants you to receive that. God wants you to be reminded of that, that he's got great and awesome things in store for you. Amen. Amen. So I want to chat with you a little bit about how you can be positioned for maximum impact really honing in on not quenching the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the reason is that, saints, that everything that God has in store wow. for us, believers, are wrapped up in the function of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Now, yes. This lead portion of scripture, let me share that. Uh, and, you know, through this message, I'm going to say, read with me. Feel free to do that. Let's all read this scripture, if you can see that on your screen. Second Corinthians 3.18. Please read that with me. It says what? We all who reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, God has made a declaration. He's saying, We who reflect the Lord's glory. Well, who are those? It is us as believers. Another term for a believer, a child of God, is we who reflect the Lord's glory. You know, when you were saved, here's what God did. God took off the veil, the veil that kept you in darkness, the veil that kept you in bondage, the veil that kept you in condemnation, and he placed on you a garment of righteousness. He placed his glory on you. And so when the Bible says, we who reflect the Lord's glory, they are believers. Mm -hmm. And what is happening to believers? Hear this. He says what? We believers are what? Being transformed say that with me please we have been what being transformed amen now this is in a present future turns it means it's a continuous process that when you were saved that wasn't the end of the story it was only the icing on the cake then now and for the rest of your life you are going through a continuum in that continuous guy says i'm going to continuously transform you Mm. We call that the sanctification process. And how is this transformation going to look like? He says, what? Well, I'm transforming you into what? His likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Let me translate this a little bit from us. In other words, the spirit of Jesus is transforming you into the likeness of himself with what? Ever increasing glory. If you receive, amen to that. Amen. This is your destiny. God is not finished with you. This is not the end of it. Your best days are not behind you. They are in front of you. And God said, every day that I've left you here on this side of eternity, I am taking you a process, a transformation process. And this process here is not trying to make you like your friend, your neighbor. It's not trying to make you like in some, some uh, uh, social media influential. God says, I'm making you, transforming you into the likeness of myself with what? Ever increasing glory, mm. grace upon grace upon grace. And this is going to come via the Holy Spirit. Mm. Amen. Come from the Lord who is the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is your destiny, and nobody can take it away from you. Mm -hmm. And here's what you've got to do, my good friends. You've got to choose it. You've got to cooperate with God. God will not force it on you. Mm -mm. Now, while God is committed to bringing these transformation seasons to pass in your life because he loves you, my good friends, you've got to understand it. 
cooperate with God and lean in hard on God so that this ever increasing glory process, you will not miss out on that. Amen. Check out this portion of scripture. It's, it, it, it's amazing how God speaks to us so clearly. Here's what he says. Look at this. Look at this. Hebrews 11, 40. He says, what? God has planned something better for us. Let's stop right there. What has God done for us? He has what? Planned something better yes. for us. Pastors, that every blessing has already been laid in front of you. Every virtue has already been established. Every grace that, that God has destined for your life has already been released. He says, I have planned something better for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this is a conditional promise. He says, only together with us will they be made perfect. Amen. Amen. In other words, God is saying that it's not too late for you and I to accomplish something purposeful that God has, has destined for your life. God hasn't given up on you. He's planned something better for you. So don't give up on yourself. You haven't missed your window of opportunity. God has still moments of favor in your future. And right now what he's doing is he's preparing you for a major breakthrough. He has already lined up all the good opportunities in front of you, my good friends. He's already put all the good people in place, and he's about to release a special grace to help you accomplish your dreams, to overturn every struggle. But he says you've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ever-increasing glory in the likeness of Jesus that you've been transformed into. It's something that God says, come alongside. Let us do it together. God will not do it by himself. You've got to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a little analogy to that. You remember when Lazarus was dead. Four days they were waiting for Jesus to come. He showed up on the fourth day. Now, you know what happened? Mary and Martha, they meet Jesus right before he enters the house. They are sad. They are frustrated. They are angry. They are in stories. And Jesus, why did you? What, you were late. You were late. What happened? Well, Jesus walked past them. He says, did I not tell you that if you believe you see the glory of God, he went straight to the tomb. Now, you gotta, you, you've got to, 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 to envision that, that the tomb was not a six feet under dark, dark hole like we have today. It's a cave, and they hew the, the, the entrance of the cave, and what they do is they roll a heavy stone. These are big men who would, professional men, who, who will slowly over time roll the stone to seal the cave, the tomb. Now, Jesus is about to do a miracle. He tells Mary and Martha, he says, well, your brother Lazarus is not dead, but asleep, right? But then here's what he says. He says, move the stone away. Wow. Now, if I was around, here's what I'll be thinking. If you have the power to raise the dead, I'm sure you have the power to roll the stone away. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. I have given you a capacity to do some things that you can do. You do your stuff. I will work the miracle. You stand in obedience, exercise the faith. I've given you strength. I've given you muscle. You move the stone there. You, by faith, move this heavy stone away because you can do that. 
So God wants us to come alongside him, cooperate with him, do what he has equipped us to do, then he will do the miraculous. Now, many times as believers, here's what we do. We pray, we fast, we read our Bible, and there are some things that God has revealed that we can do, and we're still waiting. God say, no, 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 no. You're not waiting on me. I'm waiting on you. Amen? Amen. So, my, my, my good friends, the transformation that you long for, it has to come with you united with God. It's a divine method that God has prescribed, but we've got to follow God's methodology. Let me give you an illustration. If you run out of gas and you go into a gas station, your car requires regular unleaded gas. But you decide to put diesel in that car, what's going to happen? You're not going to go anywhere, right? Yeah. No way. At best, your, your car is going to be chugging along like this, chugging along like this. Why? Because the fuel that you put in your car was not made for your engine. See, sometimes we are trying to be transformed using the wrong fuel, and we wonder why it's not working. And God is saying, hey, you've got to make a choice to come alongside me so that this transformation business that the Holy Spirit is going to bring you into this ever-increasing glory, you've got to do it my way and not your way. You've got to make a choice. And every choice we make, my good friends, have a consequence. And that choice has, yes, a potential for error. Uh, yes, we are imperfect, but God has laid down the prescriptions that he wants us to follow in order for us to be blessed. And this comes with us cooperating with the Holy Spirit. So he tells us this. Look at this, this, uh, this next portion of scripture. He says what? Do not quench the spirit. Say that one more with me. Do not quench the spirit. First Thessalonians 5.19. He also says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And God is saying, I've given you the engine, the platform, the Holy Spirit to bring, to fuel your transformation. But you, you've, you've got to activate that Holy Spirit. You see, to grieve the Holy Spirit or to quench the Holy Spirit is like letting corrosion build up on your car battery. But what happens when, what happens? That car battery that has the power to start your engine and get all the faculties of your car to get going, if you allow that to get corroded, what's happening? The power of the battery cannot be utilized, right? Yes. So in the life of a Christian, my good friends, when we grieve the Holy Spirit, when we quench the Holy Spirit, the charge, the power that is available to us via the Holy Spirit to do great and awesome things gets declined, gets lost. And so what's the antidote? The antidote is to let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you, my good friends. That's why in our lead scripture, we say believers are being transformed into Christ's likeness with ever increasing glory by the Holy Spirit. So how do we let the Holy Spirit guide us, my good friends? How do we not quench the, the Holy Spirit? How do we avoid grieving the Holy Spirit? How do we get to a place where we are fanning the flame of the Holy Spirit? Because that is the secret source to this transformation business that God has destined for us. 
Well, let me I submit to you that you do what I call starts and stops. Start and stops. And what I want to do is I, 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 I want to walk you through some things that God wants us to stop or not do. And then I will touch on some things that you already know to encourage you to continue doing some things that when you do that, you will what? Activate the Holy Spirit to do exploits in your life. God's spirit, that is the change agent. You're going to have ever increasing glory in the likeness of Christ, fueled by the Holy Spirit. And so what are some of these things that we've got to do? There are a lot of them that God talks about in the interest of time. Let me give you three of them real fast. The first is this. The first is this. That for my life to be in sync with the spirit of Jesus so that I be transformed to Christ likeness, whatever increasing glory. Here are some things that God wants me to stop doing. The first is this. Read that with me. That what? I cannot follow a culture that doesn't follow God. Oh, I want to. Uh, please. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh. Well, let me hear you. I cannot what follow a culture that doesn't follow God. Oh, somebody, let me hear you say that so others can hear you. I cannot what you see. If I'm trying to be led by the Holy Spirit, the champion of my soul, the Holy Spirit, the catalyst to growth and, and development, the Holy Spirit, the agent that God has sent in me, so that I get wired up to God. I've got to stop quenching the Holy Spirit. Friends, you cannot run in two directions at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot chase two rabbits at the same time, right? Right. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and anything else. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you and I, if we want the Holy Spirit to transform us into the likeness of Christ with ever increasing glory, we've got to decide that God's got to be number one in our life. You can only have one number one, and it's got to be God. Amen. And so I can't follow a culture that, that, that doesn't follow God. And here's what God tells us. Look at Exodus 23, 2. This is so profound. He says what? You must not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Now, this is an important verse because here's what most people think. Most people think that if everybody is doing it, then Mm -hmm. it must be okay. But that's not true, right? The majority is not always right. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, everybody says this. Everybody says this. Hmm. No, my good friends, that's a myth. Not everybody is doing the same thing. There are 12 billion people on the face of the earth and not everybody is doing the same thing. As a matter of fact, the only thing that everybody alive is doing is breathing. And so we get in our mind that, oh, because everybody's doing, because so-and-so is doing, look at all these people that are doing, look at what my tradition is doing, look what he's doing. He says, stop it. God is saying, don't follow the crowd and do wrong. Next also, what? Sometimes we think that if it's legal, it must be moral. Now, there's a lot of legal things that are not necessarily moral. And God wants us to make that distinction, Right? We also think that, well, if everybody else is doing it, then I should be doing it too. 
You cannot follow a culture that doesn't follow God and be blessed and used by the Holy Spirit to bring about this ever-increasing glory transformation process. Now, you know, most people make decisions in their life according to what's acceptable because they want to fit in. Mm -hmm. They want to fit in. And they get this in your mind that, you know, if they're doing it, then I'm going to do it too. Mm -hmm. If they're not doing it, then I'm not going to do it. And so sometimes as Christians, we come to church, we pray, we read God's word, we have great fellowship, we go back to our everyday lives on the job, in our families, in our community. Uh, and what happens? We just leave everything that is in Christendom just right there in the church. And when we come home, we are just different people. And we say like, oh, you know, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. When you are in the United States, do what folks here in the United States do. Folks, God is saying, you must not follow the crowd in doing wrong. If you want the blessing of the Holy Spirit, if you want God to be able to cultivate in you this ever-increasing glory, born by the Holy Spirit, you've got to decide that I'm not going to follow this culture because this culture is not going God's way. You can't conform to this culture because the Holy Spirit wants to take you in a different direction. And the direction he wants to take you, we read that, is to transform you in the likeness of Christ. You cannot fight the Holy Spirit and win. Hello, my good friends. And so God is saying this, that because you are my people, I want you to be different. He says, come out from them and be holy. Your unsaved friends, your family members, your unsaved neighbors, your unsaved co-workers must want to copy you instead because of the glorious lifestyle rather than you wanting to copy them. Here's what the Bible says. Look at this. This amazing portion of scripture. It's, it's Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2. It says what? Don't copy their behavior and the customs of this world. God could not be any clearer. But it says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good, perfect, and good, pleasing, and perfect. How can you learn? That word learn, the Hebrew word means that you will experience, you will know, you will benefit from God's good, perfect, pleasing will. How does that happen? By not copying the behaviors and the customs of this world. But instead, let God transform you by changing the way you think. Not following the way of this world, but following God's way. And, and, and what's happening to this world? God tells us, it says, the world and all its desires are passing away. And the people, but the people who do the will of God, it says they will live forever. So my good friends, God has laid down the rule. <laughs> he has put the garnet down. He says, are you with me or you are not without me? You can't serve God in this world. If you want to be blessed by God, this transformation, uh, this ever-increasing glory that the Holy Spirit births in you, don't quench the Holy Spirit, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. How do we do that? By not following this culture that doesn't follow God. Amen. Now, let's get a little personal. Let's get a little personal. So let me, let me, let me go in and, and, and give you a, a second uh, things to stop. It is this. I must what? Refuse to what? Follow friends who are not led by God. Oh, if, if, if somebody is receiving that, say amen. 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 Refuse to follow friends who are not led by God. So one is the culture, the system, the worldview, 
the environment that we live in, it says, don't let them influence you outside of God's will, outside of the leaning of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is leaning you in a different direction. He's leading you into the likeness of Christ. He's not trying to make you like some movie star. He's not trying to make you like, you know, your own or your unsaved family members or friends or neighbors or co-workers. Now, now let's get personal. It says, refuse to follow friends who are not led by God. Now, why is that? Because one of the greatest influence is peer pressure. Do you believe that? Yes. Sometimes people do things they know they should not be doing just because they are in a relationship with somebody. They say, oh, this is my classmate. I grew up with this person, my childhood friend. So if they want me to go here, well, I'm doing it in the name of our friendship. We go way back. We grew up together. This is a family member. Oh, when I was growing up as a kid, I heard my mother over and over again. When things came up in the family, uh, you know, she may go, she may send something to be able to support them, but she will say, we are Christians and we don't do that. We are Christians and we don't do that. And God is saying, there's got to be a breakaway. There's got to be a separation when our friends are leading us astray, away from the things of God, we've got to refuse to follow friends who are not led by God because that will lead us away from uh, the, 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 the utility of the Holy Spirit. And that's one way that we grieve uh, and we quench the Holy Spirit. Look at what God speaks explicitly on this note. Look at this. First uh, John 3, 7. Oh, read that with me, please. If you can come out of me, let's all read that together. He says what? Do not let anyone stop right Do not let who? Anyone, and this includes your friends, right? Anyone is as universal as get. Oh, let's keep going. Do not let anyone lead you the wrong way. Christ is righteous. So to be like Christ, that person must do what's right. Anyone who continues to sin belongs to who? The devil. So perhaps my brother, my sister, one of the reasons why you don't hear God's will is that you're always hearing what other people's will is. Oh, they go buy this, so you want to buy that. They go on this vacation, so you go on this vacation. Even though it's not in your financial, well. Now, we worry about air pollution, don't we? We worry about water pollution, don't we? Have you, have you ever worried about mind pollution? <laughs> Some people are so open-minded that their brains fall out. And you letting everything come through your mind. It's like, oh, so-and-so said this. Look at what this person is doing. You're reading your Bible. You're coming to the, 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 you know, the leaders and the pastors. Are, oh, they're teaching us God's word. But, ah, there is an influencer in your life. A friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, somebody you look to far greater than God, even though you serve an almighty God. And God is saying, do not let anyone, do not let anyone lead you the wrong way. Because Christ is righteous. I hope you agree with me. There's a lot of bad advice floating around, isn't that? Isn't that? Yes. Hear this. If you've got a friend who's habitually sinning, I mean, they're having one affair after the other, and they're bragging about that at work, and you are listening to them, and you are just following them, what does the Bible say? It says, who are they following? Anyone who continues to sin belongs to the devil. And so if this person is your bosom body that you check in with them, what should I do in my marriage? What should I do with my kid? What they said, what my pastor said, and so forth. And you are out there really eating up everything that comes out of your mouth. What's happening? They are following the devil, being led by the devil. Proxy, you also will be strong along to be led by the devil. And that's going to quench the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? Now, 
I'm not saying that don't, don't, don't unite with them. Don't be buddies with them. That's not what I'm saying. What should you do? God is saying, we've got to be tender without surrender. Say that with me. You've got to be what? Tender without surrender. Amen. That every day you go to work, right? God is saying, make a decision. Are you going to let others influence you or you who are the light of the world, you're going to influence others? You've got to decide, are you going to be a thermostat or are you going to be a thermometer? You say, what do you mean, Pastor Mike? You see, a thermometer just reflects what the temperature is. You say, what is the temperature? A thermometer, oh yeah, it's 50 degrees, 60, that's all it does. It just basically reflects that. If people are talking dirty, are you going to talk dirty? If they are doing this, that's not of a God, are you going to reflect what is happening? A thermometer just reveals what the culture is like. But ah, God doesn't want you to be a thermometer. He wants you to be a thermostat. What does a thermostat do? A thermostat, on the other hand, turns up the heat when it's cold. A thermostat, when it's hot, right, brings the temperature down and, and activates the air. And that's what God wants us to do, that in cold seasons, in cold environments, we stay on fire for the Lord so that our light will shine and radiate God's light all around us. We must refuse to follow friends who are not led by God. That's what God told Jeremiah and his people. He says, you are my spokesperson. You are to influence them, but don't let them influence you. That's how the Holy Spirit gets activated in your life. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. So things that I've got to stop doing so I don't quench the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit is activated to transform me in the likeness of Christ with ever increasing glory. Number one is this, that I've, I, I, I shouldn't follow a culture that doesn't follow God. Number two, I shouldn't follow friends who are not led by God. Here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Amen. It's this, number three. Oh, somebody read that with me. If you can see that on your screen. I cannot look to other sources besides God. One more time. I cannot what? Beside, this is going to quench. This is going to quench. This is going to deactivate. This is going to cause the Holy Spirit to be dormant in your life, because God says, "I'm a jealous God, and I'll give. My, I will not cede my glory to anyone." My brother, my sister, the best place to look for direction for your life is to talk to the Creator who made you, and to read the Owner's Manual of Life, which is the Bible. And you and I, as believers, we can't look to other sources beside God to find lasting success. You see, God blesses us when we depend on his guidance, his provision, his protection, his power, when we depend on his strength. And God is not going to bless self-sufficient people or God's not going to bless people who depend on others. Now, God will pick the people and the sources he will use to bless us, but our dependency must be on God. Oh, somebody repeat that if you get it. My dependency must be on God. One more time. My dependency must be on God. Amen. You're going to run into all kinds of problems when you make other things or people your God. Imagine that. You say, oh, you know, my husband, my husband, my husband, my husband. My wife, my wife, I'm relying on him. I depend on him. What a, a position to put somebody to be your God. They can't even handle everything in their life, and now you're depending on, on them. Oh, my kids, when I grow up, my kids are going to take care of me. And we know what happens. When your kid marries and goes into a relationship and they are minding their own business, who, 
I mean, you're going to blame their spouse, right? I was expecting my son, my daughter to take care of me. Now they're married, they have kids. They don't even take care of me. They are not supposed to take care of you. God is your dependent. God is the God that you got to rely on. And God says that I will bless those who depend on me. Amen. Amen. It's in his word that God is good to those who depend on him. And we've got to get into this space where we are not relying on other sources of people or things. Here is my good friends. Do not put your trust in something that can be taken away from you. The place you walk today, are you going to be there all the time? If all of this is man, my job, my employer, I mean, I praise God, praise God for what he's given all, but be dependent on God. Because when God closes that door, he will open another. When that faucet yeah. runs out, he will open another one. He will make a way where there's no way. God is your source. God is your provider. And he says, do not get into that space where, yes, you're praying, but you are dependent on others, on other source for it. Amen. Amen. Now, there are many other sources that want to tell you how to run your life. They are all substitutes for God and they are called idols. Somebody say idol with me. Idol. And God is saying, I want you to look to me and don't look to other things for guidance. Don't look to other things for divine guidance. There are people who are praying and reading the Bible and, and coming to God and consulting with their pastors and the elders for counseling. And guess what? They're going to other people also to be able to hear from them who are not godly. And if you are not looking for divine guidance from God and you're looking from, for guidance from any other direction that's ungodly, the Bible calls that divination. Divination is when you try to find out your future without going to your creator. I'm talking about a palm reader. I'm talking about tea reading. I'm talking about when you're shopping for crystal balls. I'm talking about tarot cards. I'm talking about even horoscopes, Scientology, cults, consultant psychics. Where I come from, we call it going to a malam or a juju man or a spiritualist. And these days, most of them have called themselves prophets. They have corrupted their prophetic calling and they call themselves prophets. And they are promising that they can fight your enemies. They can get you a husband. They can make you rich, right? I mean, they can cause your business to prosper. They can get your, 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 your immigration documents. You praying and fasting, they are believers. And pastors here, you know what I'm talking about, right? And the Bible says, hey, you got to test their spirit to know that they are of God, for there are many false people out there in the field. And when you follow them without following God, that will quench the Holy Spirit. Look at this amazing portion of scripture that God tells us. Look at this. Look at this. Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12. And hopefully, I have no doubt that any of you are doing this. But if you know a believer who's doing this politely, gently, lovingly, tell them that you are heading down the wrong track and you are quenching the Holy Spirit from full operation and transforming you into the likeness of Jesus with ever increasing glory. If you receive that, say amen. 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 Now look at what the Bible Amen. says in Deuteronomy 18, 10, 12. And we hear that as pastors, we hear that. Oh, I built a house in London, in, in Ghana, and the place where I come from, and I told somebody to come and bless the house, and they put something underneath it. Really? Look at what the Bible says. Read that with me. Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12. It says, never practice black magic, fortune telling, witchcraft, psychics. Paul spoke the spirits of the dead or try to explain the meaning of signs 
or talk with the spirits of dead people. The Lord hates anyone who does things. Now the operative word it says talk with. And so talk with leads this. Don't talk to anyone who practices black magic. Don't talk to anyone who does fortune telling. Don't talk to anyone who practices witchcraft. Don't talk to the malams. Don't talk to the juju man. Don't talk to the spiritualists. Don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to anyone who's not of God. If you do this, they say the Lord hates you. And God is speaking this to his children. And by practicing this as us ourselves, you're going to shut down the move of the Holy Spirit in your life. My brother, my sister, and God is saying, hey, knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. You say, Pastor Matt, but you don't understand. This person work, works wonders. <laughs> they work miracles. Their prophecies came through. Test their spirit and know that it is of God or not. Jesus said, on that day, many will come to me and say, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive demons in your name? Did we not even perform many miracles in your name? And Jesus said, then I will tell them plainly, depart from me. I never knew you, you evildoers. Now, what happens when you are following when somebody who's an evildoer? Well, we know the consequences, right? Yep. It becomes a magnet for the, the demonic activity in your anyone in the sound of my voice who's who's gotten connected with these things, you ought to talk to your pastor. You ought to have a consultation with your pastor. Pastor, you know, this is what happened. And I really this is yeah, because here's what happens, JB. Jesus told he said, wherever the carcass is, the vultures will gather. Yes. Amen. Satan Amen. is a growing lion looking for someone to devour. And if you go knocking on his door, what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit says, okay, well, you've chosen this person to be your God. I'm taking a back seat. Guess what's going to happen? Satan doesn't have any capacity to do good. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. There is no goodness. There's no goodness following that. You say, well, I just needed my green card. I wanted to get pregnant and have children. I want my husband to love me. I wanted to get a wife. And somebody told me that's what they did, and I followed in. You're praying and doing this, and God says, anyone who does these things, it says the Lord detests them. And Satan masquerades like an angel of light. He deceives by deception. And so God tells us, he says, here are the things that I want you to stop. Don't even get it into your mind. It says first, it says, don't follow a culture that doesn't follow God. Two, it says, refuse to follow friends who are not led by God. Three, don't look to other sources besides God for help. Amen. Amen. Let me quickly get into, into the, you say, man, this has been a negative message, Pastor Mike. Let me, let me add some positive to it. So what are some of the things that I've got to start or continue? When God tells you not to do something, he tells you things to do. If you tell your child, look, don't go out and play. You better tell them what to do in that space. Also, when you leave the house, guess what? They're going to go out and play. Amen. So when God says, do not, well, he says, he has some things that you need to do. So what are some of the things that we've, we've got to start to do? And, I, and I'm going to be quick here. These, these are things that you know. How can I cooperate with the Holy Spirit? He says, I've planned something better for you, God says. Only together with you will they be made perfect. What are these things that I bring to the table that will cooperate with God to bring about great breakthrough? Right? The first is this. The first is, you know these things, right? God says, do them, do them maximally. Is that I must be willing to obey what God. Obedience is the engine for breakthrough. 
As simple as it sounds, God is looking for people who are faithful to him to bless. He says the eye of the Lord looks to and fro, looking for people whose hearts are right with him to use and to bless. God is not going to bless a disobedient person. God is not going to fund a disobedient lifestyle. How many of you are going to give a lot of money to somebody who, you know, have, have problems, make bad choices? I'm sure you're not going to. That's why sometimes when your family members and friends who, who make bad choices in terrible countries say, you know, send me some money, just be careful how much you send them. <laughs> Maybe help them, but <laughs> you'd be surprised if you give them a lot of money, what they're going to do with that, right? Because you'll be funding a disobedient lifestyle. You see, the obedience is the gateway to breakthrough. The Holy Spirit frees and empowers believers to be like Christ who cooperate through faith, obedience, and sub submission to his divine work. And so when you are willing to do God's will, then God is at work in you by his Holy Spirit to accomplish his good purposes. Now, you know this truth. So let me encourage you with this, mighty, this, this, this great oh, portion of scripture. I love this portion of scripture in Malachi. Malachi 3, 17 to 18. All right. It says this. The Lord all-powerful said, you people are precious to me. Say amen to that. <laughs> amen. Amen. The Lord all powerful says, oh my goodness, I don't care what anyone says about you. I don't care anyone who doesn't care about you or looks down on you because of your race, your education, your background, your size. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Wash it off. Dismiss it. Put cotton wool in your ear because the Lord Almighty says, you are precious to me. Now, what does that mean that God says you're precious to me? God defines that. He says, one, I will protect you just as a parent protects an obedient child. Ah, so obedience is a factor. Then everyone will see the difference between those who obey me by doing right and those who reject me by doing wrong. What's God saying? He says, I will show the world the difference between those who obey me and those who do not obey me. There's a clear distinction between obedient children of God and children of God who it just goes through one year and comes out in the other and they go back to their own lifestyle. God is saying, no, 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 no. You're not going to see any difference in your life. Is this perhaps the reason why you are praying and fasting and following this great church, Pentecost church, part of Favor Life Church, or any domination you are, and you haven't gotten your breakthrough? Because you are not willing to obey God in the areas where God has revealed that to you. Amen. So to yes. fund the flame of the Holy Spirit, to not quench the Holy Spirit, to position myself for maximum impact, I must be willing to obey God. Secondly, is this, is this, I must what? I must rely on the Bible. <laughs> I must look to God's word. Why? Because God's will is found in God's word. And the Holy Spirit operates in the realm of God's word. Amen. Now, here's why this is important. This is critical. You see, the enemy is the father of all lies. Do you believe that? Yes. He destroys by deception. Mm -hmm. He gets you to mess your life by your own hands. So he tells mm -hmm. you something and then you go do it. And there you go. Voila, you mess your own life. So the way you defeat the enemy is by knowing the truth of God's word. Let me ask you this question. How do you shut down a liar? You shut down a liar by telling the truth. If somebody you know is saying, oh, here's what we did. We bought this, this. We did this here. We went over here. This is what they said. This is what you said. He said, Say, no, 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 no. That's not what they said. This is what this is what they said. I heard it with my own ears. What happens? You shut down the liar, right? You refute, you destroy, you overcome what a liar who's the devil is the father of all lies by what? 
proclaiming the truth. Now, here's a classic example. Jesus was tempted in his humanity after 40 days he fasted, right? The enemy came and says, hey, you know what? Turn these stones into bread. Throw yourself down. Let's see if the angels will, 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 uh, will, will, um, uh, will catch you up. Uh, look at all these things that you see in this world. I'll give it to you. How did Jesus respond to the devil's temptation? Three times he quoted the Bible. It is written. It is written. It is written. Deuteronomy 8.3, Deuteronomy 6.13, Deuteronomy 6.6. 6. Jesus had the power and authority to turn every stone into bread. But did he do that? No. He engaged the power of God's word and relied on his authority to fight temptation. If Jesus did that, we ought to do that. Right? So I must rely on the Bible for the Holy Spirit operates in the environment of the word of God. And here's what Jesus tells us. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Right? You know this portion of scripture in John 10, right? He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He asks, he says, my sheep follow me because they know my voice. They will not follow a stranger because they do not recognize his voice. So if you are in the word every day, you come back from church every Sunday and the teachings that the pastor has prayed over and, and, and taught that with the anointing of God, you come in and you look over it over and over again. You check your, 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 your message notes. You get that in your heart and mind and practice it. What's that doing? He says, you will be able to recognize the voice of God. And so when the enemy comes in with his light, you say, no, 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 no. That's not true. This is what God says. And he's gone. He's gone. Bye-bye. A child of God who is grounded in the word of God can recognize the voice of the spirit because it confirms the word of God that has been spoken to them or they've read. So they can distinguish the lie of the enemy. I must rely on the Bible, glory to Almighty God. And, and I, I, here's what the Bible says: Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Psalm 119, verse 133 says, What guide my steps by your word so, so that I will not what, be overcome by evil. Now, Paul was so incensed about this. Paul was so incensed about this, he told the Galatian church and church, and he tells us, he says, Look at this. Galatians 1:8. He says, let God's curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preached to you. If anybody comes to you with any message, you got to dismiss that outright. You don't care who this person, their doctor, their lawyer, their friend, their mom, their dad, their neighbor, their this, their dad. If somebody, if I, if I preach the word of God that is not, a, preach the word that is not of God, you got to shut it off from your heart and your mind. Because the Holy, Holy Spirit, who is destined to transform you in the likeness of Christ, whatever increasing glory functions in a realm of obedience to God's word. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Let me give you a last one real quick, real quick here. Is this, the third is this, I must what, ask the Holy Spirit to control me. Ask the Holy Spirit to control me. Let, let's do a quick recap here. So these are things that you should stop. To fire up the Holy Spirit in your life. <laughs> First is what? I, oh, please read that with me. Read that with me as I wind down. Read that with me. He says, what? What? I can't follow a culture that doesn't follow God. Right? Help me out. What, what should I stop? I can't follow friends who are led by God. I cannot look to other sources to for help. Praise God. God. Here's what I've got to start or continue. I must what? Be willing to obey God. I must look to the word of God. And I must ask what? The Holy Spirit to control me. Ask the Holy Spirit to control me. 4,000 years before Jesus uh, was born and came to earth, the prophet Isaiah prophesied this. Isaiah 61, 2, he says, the spirit of the Lord God has taken control of me. Would you let the Holy Spirit control you? 
Oh, this is here five things that happens when you let the Holy Spirit control you. He has sent me to tell you the good news, to heal the brokenhearted, to announce freedom for prisoners and captives. This is the year when the Lord God will show kindness to us and punish our enemies. Five things. Good news. You're going to be hearing good news left and right if you allow the Holy Spirit to control you. Healing will pop up in your life, physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, vocationally, generationally. The healing of God will, will, will be on your side. It says there will be freedom. It says what God will show you is kindness. And what's God going to do with your enemies? Number five, he would punish your enemies. Now, not only that, also, Isaiah asks this to this. He says, the spirit of God, if you, are, if you allow the spirit of God to control you, here are three things that not only will you be a recipient of God's blessings, but what? You could be, you'll be a carrier of God's blessings. Many will drink from your water. He says, they, who are they? Those who are allowing the spirit of the Lord God to control them, Isaiah 61, for they will rebuild the ancient ruins and renew the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Rebuild, renew, and renew. You will rebuild, you will renew, and you will restore. And God says, hey, <laughs> allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Amen. And, and so we're going to wrap up by praying this prayer. We're going, we're, 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 we're going to take a few minutes here. And I do apologize that I've gone a little over. Amen. Uh, here's what Jesus says. Says, here's... Go ahead, Pastor. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Look for 1819. Here's Jesus speaking. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Right, mm. so Jesus, he, uh, Jesus goes to his hometown, Nazareth. They invite him to say a few words, and he picks up the scroll from Isaiah 61. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, if Jesus, right, is relying on the Holy Spirit, how about you and I? The Holy Spirit is upon me. He says, Well, he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Jesus said, There are seven elements of blessings that you can expect when you are willing to obey God, you look to the word of God, and you seek Holy Spirit control over your life. And that's what we're going to pray. That's what we're going to pray. We're going to enter into a time of prayer. Amen. Look for 18 to 19. Amen. Oh, come out of me. Come out of me to wherever you are. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Let's, let's, amen. 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 I mean, prayer point number one. He said, that Jesus said, the spirit of the, of the Lord is upon me. Once you ask God to pour his spirit upon you, to lead, to guide, and to control your life. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, my Lord. Oh, your spirit. Oh, fresh upon us, oh God, my Lord. Oh, we seek Holy Spirit leadership. Holy Spirit guidance. Holy Spirit control. Dominate our, our, our way so God, we can't do without you. Oh, yes, Lord. Fall afresh upon us. Be revived. Be active in our hearts and minds. Holy Spirit. Under our shoulder of a condor, Holy Spirit, we seek you. Holy, 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 holy Spirit. Through us, oh God, 
Take us where we are to where you want to go. Oh, you say the Holy Spirit but anoint us whatever you are doing Holy Spirit in this season bring us along to be yourselves to be your workers to be your servants to be your human agents oh God my Lord to fulfill the divine vocation in the name of Jesus use me use me use me use me use me use me Good news to the poor. Why don't you ask? Oh, yes, the spirit of Jesus tonight. Amen. To bring good news to you. Every lack, every need, every limitation, ask God to fill your cup overflow. Father God, speak good news of God, my Lord. Oh, whether sickness bring healing, whether passion bring through, whether challenges, Lord God Almighty, make aware of the way. We are leaning on you, oh God. Speak good news, oh God, my Lord. You say you make all things new. Say the word and it shall come to pass. God Almighty, you call the things that are not as though they were. You are able to raise the dead to come to life. Hey, Oh, speak good news tonight. Whether sickness bring you, Jesus. Oh, come afresh. We who love you will lack no good thing. Tonight, eliminate every lack. Tonight, oh God. Oh, meet every need according to your riches and glory in Jesus' name. Oh, remove curses, destroy barriers, oh God, my Lord. This, oh God, my Lord, into the sea, oh God. Oh, every opposition, oppression, discrimination, Father God, my level against your people today, eliminated. Oh God, my Lord, you say we who are blessed can never be cursed. Father God, my Lord, fight the battles of the people to let God. Hey, answer. be released. Let it be a release from bondage, release from sickness, release from policy, release of God from every oppression, release Jesus, every agent of the enemy, oh God, I can't oh my Lord, let them around, what is meant for evil, Oh, 
God is moving tonight. God is moving tonight. Oh, now we're in Thank you for God. Thank you for Thank you for I love you, I love you, I love you, and God love, love you, you too. Hey.